Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with Kane as per. How are you, Kane? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. There's obviously a lot of benefits involved with podcasts, but we're going to really dive into the ones on this episode that are hidden is probably the best way. Opportunities for you as a podcaster that you probably didn't realise before starting a podcast. Yeah, so this is a collection of stuff that I've gotten from other podcasters, right? So anytime I talk to someone and they've been podcasting a year, 18 months plus, whatever, these are things that go, oh, I didn't expect, but... So most of the time when someone goes into podcasting, they're like, oh, I'll get to have fun conversations with interesting people and earn money through sponsorship. And that's like why they go into it. And most people's sort of desired outcome. But anytime I talk to somebody that's been podcasting a while, they go, and I say, what's the best thing? So go back and listen to our podcast. Anytime I interview somebody, I say, what's the best thing about having your podcast? Never, ever do they say, oh, it's the sponsorship revenue. It's always something really niche and quirky that you wouldn't probably think of. And I guarantee you're probably sat there, and most of you sat there thinking, that's nice, but I doubt that would happen for me. You won't know until you try kind of thing. So number one, speaking gigs, engagement opportunities. The amount of people, and probably the vast majority, like real strong majority of people that have been podcasting that I know of for at least a couple of years about a specific niche, right? Not just interviewing whoever, whenever, right? But about an actual topic gets asked and paid to do public talks to corporates, to um, industry events, things like that. Because if you're showing up every week for an hour or more, or multiple times a week, every week for a year, two years plus, one, it's talking, so people really know that you can articulate yourself well, you're entertaining, you're engaging, blah, blah, blah. But also, you can talk in detail about a particular niche or industry. And if you combine that with interviewing people that are also experts, they're authorities in that space, and you kind of borrow their cred- credibility, then people just start reaching out to you saying, hey, will you talk at this event and stuff like this because a lot of these especially bigger events corporates and industry they will normally have event managers that are in charge of booking keynotes and the first thing they do is just look online in the space to see who comes up and if you've got a podcast with 200 episodes you've got a bunch of recognizable names they might not really know any different or maybe they do already know of you if they've been in that space for a while but they will reach out to you email social media saying hey will you speak to this and it's great because it's content you've already created, right? If somebody messages say, hey, can you talk at this event? It's like, well, yeah, you know, I already know a lot about my subject. Now you're getting paid to do it. And then I could record it. So when I spoke at the podcast show, I recorded it, repurposed it. So it's two in one. But then you can speak at all these events, get paid, build an audience and get your name out there even more. It's like an extension of your personal brand, isn't it? For exactly. Those people. It's uh, easier for someone to come across you or someone across, comes across you and isn't sure they check out your podcast and they can see it's very successful it's like an extension on just finding someone on facebook or linkedin exactly and when you speak at certain events especially if they're the larger ones then they will normally put a load of promo about the speakers because they want to sell tickets and stuff so you're now on their website maybe their newsletters so you're getting in front of like a wider audience and being paid to speak is quite nice yeah i feel like it's one of those ways to monetize very quickly just by the fact it's not actually your uh, your podcast but Having, having that podcast might make you more of an option for speaking. I mean, we, we'd helped launch a show a couple of months ago and I spoke to them the other day on their show 
Uh, and he said he's been monetizing straight away. So he's got a bit of a recognition. So someone's either found him on podcast and then gone and checked him out or the other way around. Um, but from doing a podcast for a couple of months, he's already been asked to speak and mentor people, which he said has covered the cost, which I know of somewhere in five figures. So he's monetized super quickly. Are just because to of, shout out the show? Or if not, ask permission mm, yet. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, we'll ask next time. No, it's Success as a System by Mike Green. So he's very well known around here. He's been on Secret Millionaire. But when he started a podcast and had someone reach out to him to start doing speaking off the back of the podcast and then mentorship from there as well. Love that. So second one is similar. So rather than speaking the uh, knowledge that you demonstrate in your podcast, it's written format books. So amount of people that I speak to, that publishers will DM them saying, I think you should write a book. So I've spoken about this on the podcast a few times about like Tim Ferriss. So his Tools of Titans, 4-Hour Workweek, that's just repurposed content from his podcast and then he uses his podcast to advertise the book. And I think he sold probably five plus million copies of each of those books, generated you know tens of millions of dollars. But also having a book is a huge credibility booster a hundred percent oh yeah so if someone's approaching you to say hey i think you should write a book and it's related to your content it adds you know it's repurposed you know it's you, the information and time taken to create the content's already been done the research has been done it's just formatting it or finding somebody to format it and then that's also going to add to your credibility so public speaking books both authority builders both are a way to monetize all come from the podcast so i think they are fantastic i highly recommend doing both of those you had a really good one that we were speaking about before this about how you could save some a lot of money on mentorship uh, and things like that like run with that because i really like this yeah so i was speaking to someone i've connected with and they were basically like there's this person i really want to well we were talking about them potentially starting a podcast and he was like i don't want to build my authority i'm not trying to monetize and i was like what are you doing it for then and he said he wants to speak with these people that he knows he has to pay hundreds of pounds to speak to but he wants to do it on his podcast. So it's not going to cost him anything. He's given them a platform and he can speak to these people that he'd otherwise have to spend hundreds of pounds to have a one-to-one with, but completely free of charge. So his is all about building connections and a network, saving himself money and getting in with people he wants to get in with, which is a very strange approach to podcasting. But I'm very looking forward to seeing how it works for him. And if he can get, make these connections with big names just through inviting them to come onto a podcast with him. Yeah, that's something that we've seen so the first podcast we, we launched that progressive media is disruptors used to be disruptive entrepreneur and i think rob's interviewed something like 16 billionaires right something ridiculous is in it's in the teens and rob's a serial entrepreneur investor and he's become friends of many of these people and they'll do events together you know he'll have dinner with them whatever like g- genuine like, actual friendships and he's getting a platform to speak to well, audience exactly so this is what i say to people is do you think having the personal phone number becoming friends with multiple billionaires has probably impacted his business positively like yes of course 100%. you want to pay for their time to give you business advice like someone that's scared like a public company they're not doing that they're probably just going to say no and if they do say yes it would be the most ridiculous outrageous fee for them to do that. So I really like that one. It's kind of free mentorship or, or advice. It links into a lot of the people who, when I've said what's been the biggest benefit, I quite often get the networking element of it. I quite often get, oh, being able to speak to these guests. And all, and that's often 
I don't ex- expect it to be that, but that is that is becoming increasingly popular. I think so. Well, think the the one question I recommend everybody ask, and I've always asked when doing interviews, right at the end, who do you know that we should interview next? Doesn't mean we're going to do it, but the amount of people you get say yes to you when you go, I've got a podcast is phenomenal because everyone's favorite topic is themselves anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then. You get some good people say yes, and then when you message or once you've had that interview and they've had a you know a good hour with you, you go, "Who do you know?" Their ego is going to kick in and go, "Okay, who's the best person I know to recommend them because I want to look good?" So then they start recommending you people. So you've got kind of got this networking effect of okay, I can get a couple of guests, which will all introduce me to a couple more, to a couple more, to a couple more, which leads to all sorts of opportunities, business opportunities great name guests that can help you go viral, all sorts of things. So the people you can get in front of, I think actually that's one of the biggest misconceptions is most people when they start, if you were to say like the caliber of people they could get on their show, they probably wouldn't believe you. But the amount of people, you know, we speak to that launch a podcast and then they'll just shoot their shot and ask somebody kind of punching above their weight like will you come on my show and they say yes and they're like what the fuck (laughs) how did i how did i manage that but some people it's just part of their strategy right so i've spoken about andrew tate's strategy he would say yes to pretty much anyone as long as you'll do clips upload and he can pitch his membership site like he'll go on basically anyone's podcast the amount of people the caliber of people you can get is very impressive and i think really as a new podcast you kind of need to punch above your weight and just give it a go well on the, on that quickly i've seen examples of it and it's again people have said to me i can't believe i've managed to get these guests but like you say you get one slightly better and people are sheep aren't they so if you approach them you're like i've interviewed these people and they consider themselves the same standard as one of them they'll just be like oh it must be worth going on especially if they're famous um so that's social proof and when they've got something coming out like a book it's remember your podcast is a, a platform if you've got 100 downloads that you might think oh that's very average 100 per um, episode but you imagine a room full of 100 people all of a sudden it looks a lot more it's a big room so when you approach them to come on your podcast a lot of the time they will say yes and you can keep punching up and punching up and punching up with more proof of who you have had because people are always saying oh i can't believe they'd come on my podcast well if you give someone a stage to speak to 100 people and you're in a similar niche why wouldn't they you know this is something i was speaking to um one of our clients this week been well, last week so david he was saying, so he's been podcasting like a year and a bit now. It's a weekly show, at least. Twice ever has a guest asked him his numbers. Really? It's just a yes. Most people's just a yes. And that's actually true. I've never had a guest ask us our numbers. Very true. Never. So that's kind of, you know, you could get some big names. That's why I think it's really important, by the way to make sure you are sharing every time you do a podcast like on social media. So stories, main feed, reels, or, you know, whatever your chosen platforms are. So when you're DMing people and, you know, especially post on the platform where you're going to be DMing people. So if you're a LinkedIn person, cool, be heavy on there. If it's Instagram, whatever, or both fantastic, then make sure you're really, really active. So, you know, Stephen from the Stephen Sully study, he's had some really big names. I think pretty much everyone he interviews in the last 18 months is, you know, blue check mark and hundreds of thousands of followers on social media, it seems to. But he creates really, really good clips for those guests and he's been prolific for like two and a half years of interview, share it, interview, share it. And he'll tag them, he'll reshare the tag, he'll do collaboration posts with them, he'll post multiple times a week with that person. So if I'm 
if you DM me from that account, I immediately see, oh, okay, without you telling me, I can do a quick scroll and go, oh, you've interviewed like 10 names I know, or, uh, or at least if I don't know them, it's very easy for me to click on the account because you've tagged it and go, oh, blue check mark, followers, whatever. Or I can listen to the clip if they're not that famous and it's like, oh, they said something awesome. This is a really good clip. You know, all of those things are really going to add to if someone or not, someone's going to come on your show or not. So my last one that I've got is similar to getting people on your show, but it's pitching people. Mm-hmm. So this is a strategy that I know a few people have used, especially that have like business podcasts and I've used it and it's worked is interview people you want as clients because it allows you to have an hour with someone that they'll make sure that their diary is empty for where they, you know, they're going to have no distractions because they can't have like the kids screaming in the back because it's a podcast, right? So they've blocked an hour out of their diary where they're doing nothing else and you're going to talk about your expertise and you're kind of, they're going to be in a very sort of happy state because they're going to be talking about themselves, which is everyone's favorite subject. So perfect place to pitch. And you don't even need to pitch. You can just talk about the stuff. And then what I find is people will then normally just ask questions off air or you can follow up with them. Make sure you follow up with everyone you interview. Try and become friends with them. You know, stay active on their social media, engage because you never know. They might blow up. You might want to get them back on again or you might want them to share something or you might want to pitch them something. So I think it's much easier if there's somebody in your space you know that you want to offer your product or service, ask them to come on as a guest, treat them like everyone else, do you some good content, do some good research. And then if they don't inquire, you just message them because you've already got rapport. People are way more likely to buy from people they already know. And they're going to feel like after they've spent an hour with you, where you've asked them some really good questions, you've had a bit of banter and whatever, to then go, oh, by the way, you're in the market for this product. I have this product, you know, two plus two. I really like that strategy. I mean, I can think of a couple of people in the last two months that have, after we finished recording, then asked me questions about podcasts and bit start their own or to work with us. And these are, like you say, I've not gone and pitched them, but from getting those on the on the podcast, they've then asked about it afterwards. So it's not you're not even selling it to them, you're just showing them what it looks like. Exactly. I like that. So I don't even know how many we've done. I think there's about five or six, but the, mm. <laughs> if somebody could read it and then put it in the titles, yeah. <laughs> those are sort of the, the top benefits of having a podcast that most people don't talk about, but I think are really important. And another reason or multiple reasons why you need to launch your podcast. Now, if you listen to this procrastinating or thinking about launching, please just do it. And if you need any help, then you know where we are. Top clink. Top link in the show notes. Nearly got through it all. Top clink. <laughs> Top Almost. Clink. Two takes. That's fine. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Cheers.